Hello all and welcome. The topic of this upcoming discussion is on cognitive science and the applications it has in the world of learning and development. In the first episode, we will be discussing emotion and how it affects cognition as well as its place in learning and development. Stay tuned to learn more. Hello and welcome. Today I am together with some ID coworkers of mine to just have a conversation on cognitive science and how it affects LND. Um, before we jump in though, I want to add a minor preface to the conversation. Uh, neuroscience gets used interchangeably with cognitive science uh, quite a bit in the realm of learning and development. So let's start off the conversation first by clarifying cognitive versus neuroscience. So in simpler terms, Neuroscience is the study of the nervous system, which includes nerves, synapses, etc., and how they communicate throughout the body. Now, cognitive science covers an array of fields such as psychology, intelligence, philosophy, linguistics, anthropology, and neuroscience. Neuroscience being one of the many fields that cognitive science is involved with. Uh, so to wrap that up is what is cognition? that is the mental process of learning. So gaining knowledge and comprehending that knowledge. So now with that bit out of the way and kind of clearing the air on that, we're gonna be talking about uh, cognitive science and how it has in made advancements in learning and development and how it's affected it um, in the overall scheme of things. Uh, so I wanted to touch first, uh, touch base first with Amy. I wanted to ask uh, your insights on, uh, so studies have shown uh, a correlation between emotion and cognition. Um, how do you take advantage of this as an instructional designer? Emotion and learning, cognition, are very directly connected. Um, and so as an instructional designer, we have to pay attention to what emotion we're putting out there. If we're causing stress, if we're causing frustration, if we're causing redundancy, if we're making the learner feel like they don't, don't bring anything to the table, they're gonna have a negative emotion, which is going to, in fact, impede the learning process. So it's going to, you know, take up space that, you know, we want them to, to be able to process and process all of the new information. But when we put forth and we design for positive, you know, emotion, when we design for sympathy, pleasure, joy, interest, contentment, love, it actually enhances the cognitive process. So as an instructional designer, one of the things that we really have to, we have to do is create that emotion. So we have to cre create the connection. We have to create that, you know, happy factor, laughing, um, you know, just looking at some of the different things. Like, um, I don't know if you've heard of biophilia. So it's actually, it's like the connection with nature and it's the calming effect. And so, you know, creating designs that integrate, you know, positivity, you know, laughter, uh, connection, the sympathy, they're going to help our learners process. So as we're designing, we need to think about those things. You know, if you're frustrated going through your own, you know, in your own design, then think about what your learner is going to feel coming into it. And now there's the, you know, the internal emotions that people bring in, but there's also our created emotions for them. So we can't control what somebody is coming in, but we can control coming in with, but what we can control is what we put in front of them as we're designing. I just want to touch on something maybe a little bit more simpler on the concept of it, um, which is, you know, as a designer, uh, beyond just the look and feel of the course, there's other elements that you can implement, essentially like tools for the course to make the learner gain more positive responses, such as, you know, 
what gets tossed around oh so much in learning and development, which is gamified learning. Um, and I feel like that is definitely along the lines of associating emotion with cognition because you're adding a reward a reward based system um, that deals with recognition to the learner for getting something correct. And that's feeding on uh, the emotion, that's fueling the emotions of the learner in a positive way, would you say? Yes, but then we also have the, you know, what is a motivational factor and what the age range is. So as, you know, as we move into adult learning theory, you know, most adults are intrinsically motivated. So the extrinsic rewards, while they can be fun, they, we have to use them you know, sparingly. But things even like, you know, so the gamification, you get a badge or you get some, a pop-up that says, you know, gives, gives somebody a high five type thing, like great job on, you know, going through this, you know, process. So those little motivational things, you know, that, that do engage our learners and, you know, we have those, we have the tools, we have a lot of different access to be able to design in a positive nature and integrate those strategies. No, thank you for that, because that kind of clarifies a little bit more so why I've seen, um, you know, the gamified aspects as external resources, as external additional resources, as opposed to something that's usually automatically included in the module. More often than not, um, I haven't really seen uh, game aspects that are incorporated into the actual lessons of the e-learning, um, as opposed to something that's an add-on to it. Right, and those micro-learnings and utilizing those with the micro-learnings because of the way that, you know, adults need the information and they can only hang on to so much, you know, at one time, we can only hold on to so much while we're trying to learn it the first time, but then being able to, if they're interested in it and they like it and they're having fun with it, and then they're going to click and they're going to go and play this game now on it. And that adds, that adds to their emotional state. You know, I liked it. It was fun. It was a fun little detour. And now I can go back to my learning and now they've got, they're coming back in with more positivity, but it's something that they were interested in, but not necessarily forced to do. Great. Thank you all for sharing a little bit about how emotion can impact cognition and learning. In our next episode, we'll be discussing what the cognitive load theory is, what it is based on, and how it applies to instructional design. Until next time.